Today's episode of the BS Podcast brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor, the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. Drop your old ticket app, use one bill for 2017 and beyond. You can even do absolutely everything on your phone. Download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. We are also brought to you by Channel 33. That's the Ringer's pop culture podcast that just launched a new show called the Sports Movie Hall of Fame. It's hosted by me. My co-host is Chris Ryan. We did Jerry Maguire last week, and it turned into a Tom Cruise fest. Sal, where do you stand on Tom Cruise? I can't remember. I like Tom Cruise. All right. Well, Tom you'll... Cruise settled the settled the big big beef between me and Jeffrey Ross. Yeah, there you go. So you should listen to this <laughs> podcast. Uh, we settled yeah. things like what's the best Tom Cruise movie ever? Why does Tom Cruise love crying so much? Why does Tom Cruise love running in his movies so much? Those questions, many more. Answered in the Sports Movie Hall of Fame. Subscribe to Channel 33 right now to hear every episode. And don't forget to check out TheRinger.com. I wrote a column about NBA unicorns that we put up last week. Giannis versus Embiid versus Porzingis. And we have a bunch of best of 2016 stuff going up all week. Check it out on TheRinger.com. Cousin Sal, on the line from a remote location. We're ready to go. Let's do it. All right, on the line, the cuz, uh, a dramatic win by the Cowboys last night. We made history. We had this big bet on the Lions not to make the playoffs, and instead of hedging against it last week, we bet on the Cowboys, which I was really proud of us, uh, but it was tainted. The win was tainted by you suffered. I don't know if it was the most painful fantasy football loss of all time, but it's in the top three that I can ever remember. You you have a big lead. You're going into the Monday night game. You had the Dallas kicker. You're up by at least, what were you up by, 20 points? No, 16 points, 16 plus points. And I had Bailey and he had Des Bryant who, you know, Des is great and everything, but I don't. I think his best game this year was 17 points or something. Been you know, been complaining all year that they haven't been looking his way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no one cares about anyone's fantasy score. No, but no, I ended no, up losing 131.15 to 129.75. And not only did I lose, I lost, I'm not kidding, three hours sleep last night. So I, I just could not shake it. <laughs> no, I, it was one of the best losses that I could ever remember because it was your team. It was a receiver that, as you said, had not had a big year all year and had not had the explosive game. It's a game that you weren't even sure if you are going to play the starters the whole time. And right. in the second half, I think you had you were up by like seven or eight points. Des throws a touchdown which I, I think yeah. it was the first pass of his career. I was like, all right, but oh, still yeah. he hadn't taken the lead on you yet. And then you're up 14. They're throwing the ball anyway for some reason, and he catches a garbage-time touchdown pass, and you lose by a point and a half. And this is, this is our fantasy league where you vote somebody out if you win the league. And you right. went from you had the hammer, which you love. You would have tortured everyone for nine months yeah. versus now you're in real danger. Real danger because I voted this team out. It's been years now, but um... – yeah, it, it, it's it's all up for grabs now, and I want to thank you for reminding me, as if I wasn't watching every minute, second of every play. You text me after Dez's touchdown pass, like, "Hey, Dez is kind of creeping up on you now." Like, <laughs> Thanks. <I> mean, yeah, <laughs> thank. <laughs> think I'm not paying attention? And screw you, CBS Fantasy Stat Engine, who had me up 98 percent to two percent going into that last drive. They they are scumbags. They CBS. CBS used to be a reputable institution. I think uh, Dan Rather is rolling in his grave, <laughs> soon to be grave. That is just crazy to me. Well, you know what was? You know what's even crazier that you lost yeah. on Dez throwing a touchdown pass is it was a great play, and I <laughs> I had no idea Dez was left-handed. And I, I didn't have, either. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea why they would waste that play in this meaningless game that they'd already clinched a one seed. There's no reason to even do any chicanery at all, and now everyone knows Dez is left-handed and you can't run that play again. Right. We'll talk about it later, I'm sure, but Kansas City did a similar thing with a 400-pound lineman throwing a touchdown pass in a basically meaningless game. Well, not a meaningless game, but they were up by a ton with two minutes left. Yeah, why show your hand like this? Can I, can I start a new game show called If Belichick Had Done That, dot, dot, dot? Because oh, that's pretty good. 
if Belichick had rubbed it in against the Broncos with the heaviest guy in the team throwing a touchdown pass with like two minutes left when they were already mm-hmm. winning the game, the internet would have folded for about 24 hours about what a dick he was. And yet absolutely, Andy Reid does absolutely. it, and it's so cute. And, oh, Dante Poe, and I'm just – I just want to point out. I want to point out the hypocrisy in yeah. football in football world. So how about this? Kansas City needs Denver to beat Oakland to get a two seed this week, and that and they rub it in on Denver. I, I don't know how hard I'm trying if I'm the Broncos. Now I know they're professionals and they have to try hard, but maybe you sit guys earlier than you you might have because of uh, Coach Reed's shenanigans. I still want to know why I thought it was such a lock that Detroit was going to beat Dallas on Monday night when Dallas had already clinched and I totally forgot until you reminded me uh, late yesterday afternoon that, uh, yeah, it's probably a bad idea for Dallas to shut it down for a solid month before their round two playoff game. Cause right, I, I was, that and Ezekiel Elliott had a record to possibly break yeah. and things like that. You did yeah. a nice job because I was in, I'm in the super contest and I, I've had the most dramatic comeback of all time. I was 16 and 28 I had a chance more to dramatic go, than saving private Ryan more dramatic than that more dramatic than wow. just about anything and and I had a chance to be 41 and 35 or 42 and I forget what it is and mm-hmm. I just thought the Lions plus seven against a team that had already clinched I don't think I'm ever going to be able to figure out this week 16 week 17 when teams have clinched what their yeah. motivations are it's there's no right answer it seems like it depends on the team and the coach and weird variables like Ezekiel Elliott wants to set some record that I didn't even – did you know who had that record before he broke whatever the record was last night? I didn't even know that. What have well, you had a conversation? Well, the, the big record's Dickerson, the one he's chasing, the rookie record, right? He's probably not going to get that. But. Yeah, but did you even know that was a record? Not really. I mean, a couple weeks ago, it reminded me of it, but no, I didn't. If I had it, asked it you in August what that record was, would you have remembered Oh, no, no, no. It's no, like no. in the NBA, they're always like, Westbrook has this many triple doubles, and this is the here's the record of all the leaders in triple doubles. It's like, I've never had a conversation in my life about career leaders in triple doubles. It, right. it, it's yeah, like this media manufactured record. Who cares? Yeah. No, uh, that was that was insane. It, it does, it, like you said, we have this parlay with no playoffs for San Francisco, Cleveland, easy, easy, and Detroit. And not only do we do we not hedge, we go with the Cowboys. We made a money line parlay with some teams we we think need to win uh, this coming Sunday. And uh, what is something in the air, Bill? Is it, this doesn't make sense? If you look back at our history, it doesn't know. make sense that we win. Or is just Green Bay just going to tank it now? Is what, what's going to happen? How are we going to get beat on this? Well, that'll be the, That's really the only interesting line we have to guess when we do the Week 16 lines. Is is what happens at the Green Bay Detroit game because we're taping this on a Tuesday morning. For whatever reason, every scenario got kind of banged out over Saturday and Sunday. I really thought week 17 was going to be a lot more interesting. And instead, you know, I guess can KC get to the two seed is mildly interesting. The 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 crazy stuff that happened were all the quarterback injuries with three broken legs on right, su- yeah. on on Saturday and Sunday. Tyler Lockett, and then the two quarterbacks, Mariota and and Derek Carr. And the Mariota one is a bummer. He was having a good season, but Tennessee wasn't going to make the playoffs. The -hmm. Carr thing really shifted the AFC, in my opinion, because I think Oakland was the only team that could have gone into New England and really really threatened them. I think they could have run and thrown the ball on, on the Pats and at least turned it into a shootout. And that that's not happening with Matt McGloin. So they were a very solid team, and now they're going to be a two seed who's almost definitely, if, if they are a two seed, they're going to be a two seed that almost definitely loses at home uh, in their first game. And yeah, congratulations to your Patriots. You've done it again somehow. I know. I don't. I don't. Well, it's, and I mean, we lost Gronkowski. That was our best offensive player, but they kind of kept rolling. But mm-hmm. I texted this to you yesterday. I don't. I don't mean to sound overconfident because I'm not, because I think there's multiple teams that could beat this Patriots team. I just don't think any of them are in the AFC. And mm-hmm. and the AFC, this is the weakest two through six playoff roster I can remember. There's almost no sleeper. Anyone who, who throws Pittsburgh at me 
you just got to be kidding. Like that defense can't stop anyone. Baltimore, they had that wide open guys. Ready. They had wide open guys that whole game. And if mm-hmm. Flacco had played better, I think Baltimore would have had forty points. Um, right. And and as we talked about last week, Roethlisberger's really sloppy. I know he I know he he turned it on there in the fourth quarter, but he had another two terrible picks. And I think he had two more plays that, that were picks that were dropped or could have been picked. I think he, it's funny I, we went we, we went back and forth about what game matters this week and what game doesn't, and then we realized Pittsburgh doesn't matter. They're locked into the uh, three seed, right? Yeah. So, but that said, and for the reasons you just brought up, Roethlisberger should play that whole game. I mean, this is a scrimmage against the Cleveland team that they won their big game. They won their game last week, and that'll be it. But he's not right. He's not in sync with any of these receivers. No. And, yeah, he should play. He should get it going again. That, that, that's one guy. That, that's one team that shouldn't rest their starters. Yeah, I don't think he looks that good. And I don't think they're – look, if you're going to beat the Patriots, it's you have to stop the Patriots offensively, and you have to keep it – the, we know what the recipe is. It's these 17-14, to 20-17, to 17, uh-huh. these games where you keep the Patriots off the field – you pressure Brady, you you keep coming at him, you keep knocking him down. There is not an AFC team that can do that. And what's interesting is there's a bunch of NFC teams that can do it. But mm-hmm. in the AFC, I don't see it. And weirdly, Baltimore, I thought, had the best chance to be that team. And then you watch Pittsburgh just walked all over them. What did you think of... I felt like the announcers weren't excited about it enough that they threw over the middle to Antonio Brown. If he doesn't extend, if he gets tackled at the half yard line, the game's over. They can't get to the the line of scrimmage. There's no way they get the line of scrimmage in time. Yeah. I mean, at three guys converging, if Mosley doesn't, doesn't slip up there, he just like loses his feet. And uh, and that's it. And and I don't know. Otherwise I think that game is over. Yeah. The announcers didn't make that big a deal of it. I thought they should have. I thought it was a really ballsy call. I just was expecting the terrible fade route, followed by the field goal, followed by overtime. Is is interesting though. Baltimore had bad luck in that game because if the guy falls down, the Raven running into the I don't blame him for scoring the touchdown, but if he falls down on the two yard line, they win the game. You know, I I'm think they would have scored. How much time was left? There was like a minute twenty, but I don't know how he stayed oh, right. up. He was stumbling for seven yards. Right, I, right, that right, was right. Nuts. What did you think of having all the Saturday games and then the two Sunday games? I kind of liked it. I didn't like it. I don't know. I was getting, you know, I'm getting texts on Christmas Eve because we had somewhere to go that night. And it's just, you know, what time are you going to be home? And I went to a bar pathetically on Christmas Eve to watch the games. And uh, I don't know. You, you really liked it? I liked having. I would rather bad Sunday. I liked having, I, I like having December NFL on Saturday. I th- I really think that they should dump the Thursday games and make a big push for post Thanksgiving, like two Saturday games every weekend. Right. I'd I'd be more That's into that. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. I just don't like the full slate on Saturday. And why not do it this week too? Like New Year's Eve, have them on New Year's Eve and give us the bowl games on New Year's Day, like you always do. Now now it's all back to Sunday. I I'll tell you that. Really. I'll tell you who didn't like it was my wife who got fed yeah. up at a about late Saturday afternoon, then didn't realize there was more on Sunday, and then last <laughs> night had just had it and just didn't understand why there was more football. It was like three straight days of football, basically. The basketball... I'm betting the longest touchdown on every bowl game. So, like, <laughs> so uh, like right now, Army is playing... I don't, know, I don't even know who the hell anyone's playing, but Army's playing North Texas, and like the the longest touchdown is forty five and a half yards. I'm betting the over because there's always some like crazy kickoff. Now I say there's always some crazy kick return, but I'm probably about fifty fifty on these. But the point is, the television is always on. There's always a football game on in my house, and yeah, my wife has had enough too. The basketball, I I, oh, yeah. I just couldn't believe how good the uh, the Cavs Warriors game was. The, mm-hmm. House and I talked last week. I, I was saying how just every year the marquee Christmas game sucks. I thought the Celtics Knicks had a chance to be the best game, and it actually was a very good game. Really but, good ending. But yeah. uh, but Warriors Warriors Cavs was just fascinating, and I really wonder. Um, I don't know. That that was the first time I, I started to wonder about the Warriors being this this lock because yeah. 
Durant had the ball so much in the fourth quarter and Curry and Thompson were basically like side pieces and I don't know it, it throws them off a little bit but well, I'll talk about And the basketball. ratings were better than game 1 of the of the uh the NBA championship last year. So. You know it's funny though yeah. that NFL still had 4 million more viewers on NFL Network mm-hmm. than ABC the best possible regular season NBA game like the NFL still wins. Uh Did it really? Yeah. Yeah. So the NFL, so that Monday night game last night was the second, uh, no, it was the most watched Monday night football game in two years. And, you know, Roger Goodell and everything else, you, you give, give fantasy football a round of applause, Roger Goodell, because that's the only reason people are watching that game. They're not, they're not looking out for uh, cutaways of Jim Bob Cooter. They, they don't, couldn't care less. And a the lot Cowboys. Of fantasy games. Yeah, Cowboys Lions. Let's be yeah. honest. If the Cowboys were 4-12 and 12 this season and – I don't know, the uh, Carolina was in their place or something as like the dominant FC team. The ratings are 20% lower for these night games. The Cowboys helped to save the NFL. Every time they're in a night game, the ratings are gigantic. There's five generations of Cowboys fans. They're by far the most popular team in the NFL, and I think it really helps. And the Romo thing helped. Can you – I want you to swear in your kids' lives on this one. When Dak was scrambling a couple times yesterday and took some big hits, you're kind of hoping it would take a second for him to get up. Just be honest. Just be honest. Like there's one lick that he took. I, I have to. I have to swear on all the kids, or could I pick a kid? You can pick a kid. Pick one kid. All right. I'm gonna swear on Jack. That no, I'm not. No, no, no. Right. I okay. want Dak to be. No, sure. that guy doesn't get hurt. He takes no. giant monster hits, and he does not get hurt. It's I didn't realize I didn't realize till yesterday when the next coach of the St. Louis Rams, John Gruden, said that <laughs> uh that Prescott was two hundred and forty pounds. Oh yeah. He's a monster. That's a big dude, man. Culpepper was was right around that, wasn't he? Wasn't Culpepper like two forty five? Same thing. Yeah, that he doesn't takes seem big that big out of bounds and and by the way, I think that's an extra F you to me that Des Bryant ended up with more touchdown passes than Tony Romo this year. Thank oh, you wow. for that. What would the odds have been on that in August? That's like a million to one. <laughs> Probably seven or eight to one. Yeah. Can we just point out? I just want to point out very quickly that the Lions are not a good football team. And hmm. the advanced metrics confirm this. The fact that they, the comeback wins and all the weird stuff that they had, uh, I think the odds for all their comebacks were something like 1.5 million to one or some crazy odds for the six comebacks to unfold the way they did. And uh, they had no chance of stopping you that whole game. Your offense is really good, but it's not that good. You could have scored 70 points in that game if you wanted to. Oh, just because of that game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's see what Aaron Rodgers does. So you, you expect a blowout then for no, because no, I mean, it should be the same type of thing. They definitely have a better offense than the Cowboys. It looks too obvious is the only thing. Hey, mm-hmm. we have to do uh, our shot of the week, our Don Julio shot of the week. Yeah, well, how are we going to do this? Oh, I have an idea. So I think we should do UFC 207. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. All right, go ahead. Which is Friday night for our <laughs> shot of the week. Both of us like Amanda Nunez. Oh, right. We have her on another crazy parlay over Ronda Rousey. Right. Right. So we we jumped on this. We did a three-team human parlay when these (laughs) odds came out with Pittsburgh to win the AFC North, Seattle to win the NFC West, and Nunez was like plus 200 at that point. Right. And I called you. And do you want to imitate what I said? Yeah. Why Why don't you play the recording when I called you? Oh. I like this girl. I don't know what her name is, but she's an Amazon. She's going to beat the crap out of Ronda Rousey. Nunez, that's it. Nunez, Seattle, Pittsburgh. Put me down. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I was like, I was like, this Nunez is a beast. She destroyed, I think it was Holly Holm. It was one of of those. I can't keep track of everybody in that division, but she was, she's the scariest person I've seen in that division. And I, and I really Uh think, I think that knockout broke Rousey. All the pieces All right. I'm reading about it, I just think that uh, you take you you have a crushing knockout like that, and you're just not the same afterwards. And I don't think she's going to be the same. And uh, and so so this is our Don Julio shot. You're saying 
right now, Nunez is plus 115. Oh, wow. So she went from being a two to one underdog to this is going to be even, I think, by the time the fight rolls around. So I think we're in good shot. But I like that. As so our, if Ronda Rousey wasn't Ronda Rousey, Nunez would be probably minus 300. Yeah. Like and if she didn't have the name Ronda Rousey and uh, the, everyone believes in her and wants her to make this comeback for the sport, this would be lopsided. You and I have been talking about this. We've been doing this podcast for almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. MMA and boxing, name recognition and popularity and past performance swings the lines more than any other sport. It's yeah. it's people betting on things that used to happen instead of things that are about to happen. And you see it over right. and over and over again. When you name the boxer who is past their prime or the MMA person right after they got knocked out. I mean, Tyson was favored. Wait, remember Tyson Lennox Lewis? Mm-hmm. I think that, that fight was almost even. Lennox, they had no chance of beating Lennox Lewis, but it's always... People love ty- betting Tyson. People, Pe- and I was going to throw in, like even the even a cooler tattoo in a boxing or MMA matchup uh, lends itself to the line. You probably get another minus 160 off of that. Hey, so New Year's Eve coming up. Don Julio, the world's original handcrafted tequila with multiple unique tequilas, including Don Julio 1942, the best luxury tequila you ever drink. We had the ringer party. I had some bottles of uh, 1942, the Ringer Holiday Party. I refused to let the bartender bring them out. I was like, no way. Really? No, I'm not <laughs> wasting this on, on these people. I want this for myself. They don't, get, they don't get this. It's not happening. So that's the lesson. Buy this stuff and never use it. Never use it. Uh, quick break to talk about our friends at Slink TV. Please tell me you're not spending your football weekends hoping a friend will invite you over or wasting time looking for a shady live stream that will probably crash your laptop. With Sling TV, watch live college and pro football on your terms and your turf. With Sling Orange, pay just 20 bucks a month and get the live sports you love, as well as your favorite entertainment and news on ESPN, ESPN2, and other top networks. You can also get SEC Network with the Sports Extra for just $5 more. No installation, no extra gear, no annual contracts, and an easy online cancellation. You need an internet connection, you're ready to go. Watch live football more for seven days free. Just use this URL, sling.com slash Bill Simmons, and get Sling TV on your favorite device. Restrictions apply. Sling.com slash Bill Simmons. All right, a uh, couple quick NFL things before we go to um, the NFL. Go yeah. to the Lions, because the Lions are stupid this week. I mean, we're, we're going to skip over like half of them. We're going to do them mm-hmm. quickly. But remember we talked before the season about sure. how – 10, 12, 15 years ago, every year in the playoffs, six teams would get bounced out from the previous playoffs. And you'd have to pick which six would come in. And this decade, for whatever reason, that switched to, there were always like eight or nine or maybe even 10 holdovers and only two, three, or four teams would get bounced out. Mm -hmm. This year, we're back to the old way. We lost Denver, Denver, Carolina, Arizona, Minnesota, Cincinnati, and... We might Maybe Washington. And we might lose Washington or Green Bay. So we're going to lose six right. playoff teams from last year. So we've gone back we to the old three way. Of the final, three of last year's final four are out. Yeah. We lost, That's crazy. We lost multiple teams that people were picking to make the Super Bowl again, including mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota, which was everybody's choice to be this year's Carolina, even after they made the Sam Bradford trade. Uh, Carolina, we did our wins pool. They were the first pick. So, very, yep. very, especially strange NFL season. Not as strange as this, though. Kirk Cousins needs 370 yards to be the sixth QB ever to throw for 5,000 yards. Wow. Name me another weird, weirder thing that's happened in the NFL this year than that. He's going to be a 5,000 yard. 370? He needs 370 for 5,000 yards. That's bizarre. Drew yeah. Brees only needs like 120. Do you know this will be his fifth 5,000-yard season? Yeah, that I knew. That I knew. He lights it up every year. Yeah. Here's another one. And I couldn't find MVP odds anywhere. And we've argued all year about who the MVP of the league is. And I don't know if there's a right answer. I don't understand why it's not Matt Ryan. Why isn't Matt Ryan the MVP? He Right now, he's 46-13 passing yards. He's got a 115 QB rating. Him and Brady are 10 points ahead of everybody else. They, they've they already scored over 500 points. They're going to be a two seed. 
He has that Julio Jones for the last five or six weeks. He's throwing to Sanu and Taylor Gabriel and all these dudes that no nobody had had would have ever picked in their fantasy draft in August or early September. I don't understand why Matt Ryan isn't the MVP. What am I missing? He should be up there. I think it's opposite of what you talk about with the boxing MMA matchups that we kind of think we know what's going to happen to Matt Ryan in the playoffs. Um, and I think some voters might be tainted that way. But, no, of course he's top, uh, he's top three right now. I think, I think your guy, Brady, Ezekiel Elliott, and, uh, and Matt Ryan, I would say. I think it's the closest race in years, though. I, mean, I Carl listen, was right there, too, before last week and probably still should be. I love Tom Brady. He's a very important person in my life. I knew you'd I, admit it eventually. Yeah. I consider him a family member. <laughs> he's not the MVP. I, I think I don't think he's been really? good enough and important enough this year to make up for the four games that he missed, and also like the schedule that they've played. You know, if Garoppolo was the QB, would we have gone ten and six? Probably. I agree. All right. But if Matt okay. Ryan's He's backup, Ryan. if Matt Ryan's backup had played the whole year, I don't know. I just don't think he's gotten enough credit for the uh, the Julio Jones part of it. And then here's the other thing: they're ten and five right now. They had three losses that you just have to look at and go, "Wow!" I mean that that so week six Seahawks. The Seahawks won the game by two, but if you remember, Julio Jones, the fourth down play, 100% of pass interference, and they didn't call it. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yep, sure. If they get that, that's a field goal they win. I thought that was the worst missed call of the entire season. The next week, they lost to the Chargers in overtime, which was, you know, an either-or game, whatever, but a game that they totally could have won. But then the other really terrible loss was week 13, they beat the Chiefs. The game was over. All they had to do was kick kick the extra point. Right. And instead or it would have been uh it was twenty eight No, they yeah, they would have won. And instead the Chiefs get the blocked kick for the two point. No, that's not what happened. They threw a pick. They're going for the two point. Right, and the Chiefs came back. Right. That was Matt Ryan's fault. That was Matt Ryan's fault, but that was a stupid play. So right. No, I agree, but but I mean it's like right, but they so right now they're ten and five, but man, that's it. That's like three plays go differently, and that team is a two loss team. I don't know. I think they've been good. They played a lot of good defenses. Barnwell did a good job of laying out the case for them on Monday, and I had texted you, but even before that, saying like I thought the Falcons, Falcons, you love them. You love them if they could jump to a two uh, two seed. You, you, that's the team you'd be most afraid of in the NFC. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I still think the Giants are scary. I, I think all the NFC teams are scary except the Seahawks. Really? I don't think the Seahawks can block, but I think Dallas. I'm going to regret this saying this, but bring the Giants on. They're not beating. They're not beating us. Not beating Dallas three times. If well, the I, Giants are playing the Packers, you better. You're damn sure I'm, I'm rooting for the Giants. There's no question about it. Well. I texted you. I think the Falcons were eight to one. A Falcons Pats mm-hmm. Super Bowl was eight to one. That's already dropped to plus six seventy five, and it's going to continue to drop because people are going to look at this. If the Falcons get the two seed, then they're going to play. I think Seattle. Seattle eventually. Man, if they, I'd be shocked if they didn't beat Seattle. And then, then if they, they were just home have, for Seattle. You're saying, yeah. yeah. I don't like the way Seattle's playing at all. And and I think they've had too many injuries at this point. They can't block. They lost Lockett, which is they lost both of their big play guys. They lost Lockett and Procise, and now mm-hmm. Doug Baldwin has to be their big play guy. And you know he had a huge game last weekend, but I think you can take out Doug Baldwin, and uh, and I think Atlanta's gonna be able to pressure them too. So can Atlanta go into Dallas and match points with you? Yes, yeah, I think I they think could. So. I- but you know, I think they stay out of cold weather. They're okay. That's one thing we haven't seen from them. You right, know, but they have but, to go to Seattle. It's a different story. Yeah, but they're, that's my point, though. They're, they're not. We're not going to see them in cold weather. It reminds me of that Saints well, year when the Saints never had to play outside of a dome. Well, here's my point. So you're saying they win the two seed now? We know everything gets screwed up in Week 17. Six teams need to win. If you made a 16 money line parlay, you would lose it. You're going to win five. Some stupid Morton Anderson miss, 
or something, you know, from we, we remember from years ago. So out of the teams that we need to win, Atlanta, uh, we won't count Green Bay, Detroit, because they both need to win. Atlanta, New England, um, Washington, uh, who else? Casey and Seattle. Someone goes down. Yeah, I agree. I, and, I, and I don't think Atlanta at New Orleans is a sure thing, but it's indoors for mm-hmm. them. And with the offense that they have, they're going to be able to put up points. I would say right. Oakland at Denver is the one that would that seems like the biggest red flag to me because Denver. But I didn't even include that one because that's Denver's favorite, as we'll get to. But yeah, yeah, it's weird. Casey at San Diego normally would make me nervous, but this Chargers season has fell apart six weeks ago, yeah. and. There, there's gonna. I can't imagine why any Chargers fans would even go to that game after you lose well, to the Browns. Get, let's let's run through these. And yeah, we'll let's get do it. Through. Let's I do it quick. We'll, we'll get to. So let's do Baltimore at Cincinnati. Meaningless game. Uh, oh yeah, we have six. Said, so we have six completely meaningless games. So let's bang through those really quick. Yeah, you you bracketed these off into a, a nice grouping. So since Baltimore at Cincinnati, what did you say? I had Ravens by five. All right, I said uh, Cincinnati by two and a half. Cincinnati by two. It's at Baltimore? You were white? No, no, at Cincinnati. Oh, that's why I guessed it wrong. I thought uh, it was in, here we go. Here I here thought it was go. in Baltimore. <laughs> no, it's in Cincinnati. So, uh, Ravens over under is eight and a half, so they have a chance to uh, move uh, over or under that number. Um, second game, let's go Carolina at Tampa Bay. I can't believe that. So I deserve to lose that because I I thought yeah. the I thought the Ravens were home. The Ravens. I agree. Whenever you can't read the schedule, you deserve to yeah, lose. Yeah, I deserve I mean, to you lose. Just can't can't read who's on the left and who's on the right. Who do you think is uh, a better football team, the Ravens or 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 uh, or Miami? Uh, well, the Ravens killed Miami. They beat them by like four touchdowns three weeks ago. So yeah. I think I think they're better suited for the playoffs. I think they had. A tougher run or something. I think Miami it just seems like they haven't. I guess they have some decent wins, but I would say the Ravens no, are better. No, they really don't. Here are Miami's wins: Cleveland. They won yeah. in Pittsburgh. They beat the Bills mm-hmm. and the Jets. They beat the Chargers, the Rams, the Niners, the Cardinals, the Jets, so, and the Bills. It, it is such a garbage ten and five. But congratulations! Well, you're right. I didn't realize. Yeah. Baltimore's you know, I, don't wanna, I usually don't like to pull a plug on it because I didn't have the teams in front of me, and I'm like, I'm just going to take shit for this. Someone's going to write in. But you're right. That's a, That Pittsburgh win was their best win. Didn't make any sense. All right. They were home for that. Five All more right, meaningless third, games. Uh, Carolina, Tampa Bay. I had the Bucks by three. All right. I said three and a half. It's up to six. Is Cam not a playing? number. Cam's playing. Doug Martin's not playing. I don't understand that. Six seems That's too high. Should... God, I hate and Week can... 17. Yeah, it's really bad. If you listen, right, to, if you listen to us on anything, don't bet on Week 17. <laughs> Jacksonville at Indiana. Indianapolis. Yeah, it's not Indiana. Just a city. Colts by seven? We both said seven. <laughs> it's, it's five. And okay. Thank you for a nothing season, both of you teams. Chicago at Minnesota. I had the Vikings by six. All right, I had six also. It's five and a half, so we split that. What but a weird... We want to talk about the mutiny, the yeah. mutiny in Minnesota. And then it wasn't a mutiny, but it still feels like it might have been a mutiny. The whole thing yeah. was weird. We decided to do our own thing. No, no, they didn't. No, they did. But something really weird happened, and it really does seem like the, the, the Vikings fell apart internally, and we should have saw when North Turner quit during the season that maybe that should have been a bigger red flag oh. than we realized. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like two weeks before that, but yeah, this is a legitimate mutiny, like a pirate mutiny. Like the head coach is wearing an eye patch for crying out loud. <laughs> he should have, he should have a parrot on his shoulder. Week seventeen, it's very strange. I don't remember a year where defenses were calling out offenses more. Defenses were turning on coaches and all that. But I do know the Vikings over under was nine, and they were five and zero, oh, and they're not going to get there. Unbelievable. And, and they killed your wins bowl team too. I, uh, the I yep. had Matt Barkley. I had a DraftKings team. I actually finished in second place and won in in one money, which nice. I was excited about. But I had Matt Barkley as my DraftKings sleeper quarterback. He uh-huh. was just he he threw five picks, Sal. He had five? He threw he threw five picks and still had like wow. 
300 plus yards and two TDs, but he went from, hey, Matt Barkley, this guy could be the next whatever to be like, yeah, he threw five picks. It's not happening. I still kind of like him, new, but ugh. But he's the old Matt Stafford. If Matt Stafford passed the Matt torch to Matt Barkley. He might he's have. Like, uh, you're a good garbage time uh, fantasy quarterback, maybe. What's but weird is it. I still kind of like him, but five yeah. picks is, that's really, I don't know what happened to him. I'm really disappointed. Plus, it was against the Redskins. It's not like he was playing against like the 85 right. Bears. It was really bad. Exactly. All right, next one. Uh, it would be weird if he was playing his own team, 85 yeah. version of his team. Yeah. Buffalo with the Jets. Wow. Rex Ryan. What a way to go out with that game. Just a well, comedy of errors. They were fired, right? Like five minutes before uh, this podcast. Yeah, he probably will. He, so many dumb no, things. No, they were. The Ryan brothers were, were fired. Oh, that happened? Yeah. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just happened, like right before we went on. Yeah, that, you're right. That was I. I don't remember a head coach wanting to be fired more than Rex. I mean, he could have he could have shit in the owner's Tesla and not been as disrespectful as as he was in, in some of the play calling in that game Sunday. The play calling, unbelievable. Yeah, if you'd bet Buffalo in that game, you you probably had to take like a three hour walk after the call. The, and I did. I did bet them. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. I bet, and not only that, I bet the half point down to minus three. So when they're up three with 11 seconds left or at the 17-yard line in overtime, first possession, you feel pretty good about it. It was horrible. He was bad. The timeout that wasn't a timeout because he waited too mm-hmm. long to call it and then complained about it after, that was a mm-hmm. fireball offense right there. Well, And how do you, yeah, you know all these cameras are on you. You know they have the side-by-side with the snap count, which – by the way, you have nothing to do with that snap count. That's the other team's snap count. So what are you waiting for? You're just you're just guessing. When and then to think to to claim that he called it ahead of time wrong to punt it away on fourth and three with four minutes left in overtime, awful, just awful. Well, listen, it's an I I I never like when anyone gets fired, but I think it's an important day because Rex on TV is going to be great. We've been waiting for it for a while. That's and true. I think if he ends up on the CBS studio show and inside the NFL as a combo, I think we win. I think we're all winners. I think that would be great. That's a great, that's probably a better use of Rex Ryan than coaching because from what I saw this weekend, the guy should not be a head coach anymore. He's just too sloppy. I'm with you. And that team was, I'm with you. that team should have been the team that came out of the AFC East and got the six playoff seed because of an easy schedule. It should not have been Miami. It should have been Buffalo. For sure, and Rob, I think the defense boycotted him. They didn't. They didn't rap. It was. It was hilarious the way they were trying to tackle uh, against. Oh, Miami. it was horrible. But I had the Bills by down. six and a half at the Jets. Yeah, I went. I whiffed on this. I said Bills by two. It is exactly six and a half. You get that, and the Bills are actually going to tie, looking to tie their over under of eight wins this mm. game. And then our last one: Cards that. at Rams. I have the Cards by six at the Rams. The Rams are an embarrassment. You're going to get this. I said cards by three. I don't know why I went so low. It's six and a half. And hey, yes, they are an embarrassment. I have something really quick for you. Odds for the Rams. Real quick, though. Real quicker than that. David Johnson uh, attempting to become the first running back to have 100 yards from scrimmage in 16 games. I know you love him. You were, you were right, uh, rattling off his stats to me yesterday. That's insane. 100 I, yards in every game. I was emailing with Tall John and uh, Jamie, who beat you in the uh, our fantasy league. What a kiss. Partly because are. of David yeah. Johnson. I was just congratulating them on what a fantastic pick that was. Yeah. It was it was a it was a vintage Tomlinson season. Where it's yeah. just every week the guy was between fifteen and twenty points. He was just gonna get there mm-hmm. and you just could pencil that in. And uh and I think he might be the best receiver I've ever seen as a running back. Yeah. Like they'll run Maybe. they I mean, run deep plays for him and stuff. Like they use him. At, almost like it's Terrell Owens in the backfield or something. That was a huge play to set up the field goal. Someone finally tried uh, decided to make a kick in that Arizona Seattle game. But yeah, up and down, up down the left sideline, he caught it. Yeah, Falk and Tomlinson, I would say, are. Uh, Falk was great. They're, they're too. different. Yeah. You, you wouldn't spread them wide and send them out like that. But. He's just big. I've, the size that he has is what makes it a little different for me than Falk and Tomlinson. But. Uh, uh, it's well, the, what's also weird is they have an awful offensive line. They can't protect Palmer unless Palmer's just uh, more statuesque than we think. But so think for him to put up these numbers, I know it's a different thing, but um, that offensive line's not the best. Oh wait, I, I 
I have to uh, say hi to our friends at Blue Apron because they want us to stop wasting money on expensive takeout. They want us to sign okay. up with Blue Apron. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron will deliver all the fresh ingredients you need for a delicious home-cooked meal. We had one on Friday night. My son demanded Blue a prune, as he calls it. They have the highest standards for ingredients. They've built a community of home chefs with no rival. Some of the meals available in December include roasted pork and braised cabbage with barley and glazed apples, Thai green coconut curry with sweet potato and jasmine rice, brown butter and chestnut gnocchi with Brussels sprouts and pea shoot salad. Right now, you can get your first three Blue Apron meals for free with free shipping. Just go to blueapron.com slash BS. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. All right. Here's what I had to throw. I can throw. see your son. I can see Blue Aprune being your son's uh, new wrestling persona when he's Blue ready. Blue Aprune. When he's ready. <laughs> he got Blue a, Aprune, what is this now? He got a, a giant Snoopy stuffed animal for Christmas that he has been <laughs> doing wrestling moves on for the past three days. It was My wife bought it for him specifically so he could do suplexes and clotheslines <laughs> and this poor Snoopy thing if PETA saw what was happening to the Snoopy thing they would not be oh, happy no. here were the odds <laughs> here were the odds I had for you the Rams next coach oh Gruden plus 300 McDaniels plus 300 or Sean Payton plus 800 hmm they have to I get a big name I don't know any of those guys that's they, it? Those are the top three? Those are well those there's are one more names? there was uh, Kyle Shanahan was in there too but they have to get a big name they have to. Uh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. They, they need somebody to put on billboards in L.A. that is like, this guy is now here to save the Rams and to save football in L.A. And mm-hmm. I actually think it's going to be John Gruden. I think they go even bigger. I think it's like Jay-Z or somebody. Jay-Z would be good. I, I, you know, what the hell? Yeah, titles. Trump. Maybe Trump's our on. president. Let's, let's just, you know, let's just kick people in who don't have no experience with anything. I, I think John Gruden... If they offered him sixty million for four years or something, and now yeah. you just put John Gruden on billboards in L.A., that becomes a thing. People are like, "Oh, John Gruden! Oh, the Rams! John Gruden!" I don't see anything, and I'm not a fan of the getting the coach to try to win over a fan base type thing. I think can be dangerous mm-hmm. at times, but it worked for the Patriots with Bill Parcells. It got people interested in the team again. It made us feel like there was an adult in charge and I think Gruden would have that effect and they could sell him and market him. I kind of like Gruden at three to one. I think we should wager on it. All right. Maybe let's we should. talk after it's so much harder in football to do what you said. That That's more of a basketball thing to win over a fan base with a coach or something like that or a GM coming in. Listen, you but, live in uh, LA. How many Rams conversations did you have in the last four months? How many, no. how many times did you think of the Rams? Like I don't, Jared Goff is not going to make football Return in L.A. Todd Gurley is going to do it. Nobody knows what Aaron Donald looks like. Nobody gives a shit. You got to do. You, they don't have a pick, by the way. Um, I just think they're going to have to have to give him the money you just said, sixty for four million or four years for, or something like that, because he's he's making a lot and he's happy at ESPN. They pay him. A, they love. They pay people a lot at ESPN these days. I. They really do. I'm, I'm disappointed <laughs> because the Gruden Grinder was the most unintentionally funny thing that anything was named this year. <laughs> the Gruden Grinder. Not a lot of Rams making the Gruden, Gruden Grinder, I don't think. <laughs> the Gruden Grinder. Oh, man. Uh, all right, I have the cards by six at the Rams. All right, yeah, you're going to, uh, yeah, you get this one. So, all right, let's move on to New Orleans and Atlanta. So, this is now we have moved into the effectively meaningless mm-hmm. category. These games are effectively meaningless, but they're not totally right. meaningless. Falcons home for the Saints. If the Falcons win, they get a two seed. Oh, no. Are they at the Saints? No, no. They're home. Falcons home. Jesus, Simmons. Come on. I got scared for a second. I had the Falcons by seven. No, we both had seven. It is exactly seven. Okay. A little scary with Drew Brees. It's tough. It's tough. (coughs) You know, wins games he's not supposed to, loses the ones he should. The only thing that scares me about this for the Falcons is that it's probably Sean Payton's last game. Mm-hmm. So right. if the Saints love Sean Payton, which I don't know if they even do anymore at this point, maybe they try to send him out with a whammy. Or on the flip side, this could be the game where Jay Glazer reports at 9 in the morning that this is Sean Payton's last game, and now that hangs in the Falcons win by 30. Right, he said goodbye to the team, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, I think uh, Atlanta's a now Atlanta's a four seed if they lose and Detroit wins, right? Detroit's not. Drop. Detroit's not beating Green Bay. <laughs> oh man, I, you know you are, as if our set wasn't jinxed enough. You're, There's just so many happening. sound bites now. It's uh, not happening. We're te- <laughs> we're teasing the Falcons with somebody. Uh, I think we already have, but okay. Dallas, Dallas at Philly. I have Philly by one. Um, I said Philly by four, and it's two and a half, so we split it, right? That's right in the middle. They, we're getting and Romo, the right? They're they're playing Romo this whole game, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I would have thought Jones after said this morning, it's not worth it. Not worth the risk injury. Risk injury to Tony Romo? Well, I mean, if you're playing Romo, you're playing backup linemen, and then, yeah, that's fun. Put him in with the, these second stringers who, you know, also aren't seeing the field that much. I would have thought after Tyron Smith almost had his knee blown out in um, the meaningless Lions game that maybe they yeah. would rethink this whole. He's going to be out two weeks. And, by the way, those are my MVPs right there, those, those three guys, Tyron Smith, Frederick, and Zach Martin. He's out two weeks, they said? Linemen. Hmm? What? I, I think he's going to be. I don't think they've announced it. but What's the injury? I have inside people. Oh, Some okay. leg injury. I don't know. He was walking like uh, Brad Mulcahy at the end of that game. <laughs> <laughs> was it good? Uh, all right. Houston at Tennessee. I have the Texans by three at Tennessee. Only because Matt Castle's involved. You did? No, you changed that, didn't you? Of the Texans I by... I that was one of, the, one of the ones you changed to... Uh... Well, it oh. doesn't matter because t- Tennessee, I had Tennessee by three and a half. It's Tennessee by Oh, you're three. right. I did change it to, uh, yeah, because it's meaningless for the Texans. So I had Texans yeah. by one. Yeah. No, actually, Tennessee is actually favored. And, yeah, Houston's locked into the floor. Should we bet um, that? When are we ever going to be able to bet against <laughs> Matt Castle again? Yeah, you're right. Oh, this is like know. a once-in-a-lifetime chance. Well, who is it? It's Savage or is it Osweiler? I don't even know who starts. God, we- that, that Saturday Shakey's game is going to be bad. It really is. If that's McGloin at at Savage, it's the lowest rated playoff game in history. So we have McGloin, McGloin, Savage, and Matt Moore all in in the AFC playoffs. And Matt Moore, by the way, not terrible. I gotta say, mm-hmm. like he might be like I don't know if Matt Barkley's the ninth best quarterback in the league. Matt Moore might be eighth. He's fine. He's, He's fine. Enough. He's at least knows how when he throws it up for grabs, he at least gives the guy a chance to get it. Well, we'll get to that game in a minute because I think that's more important than a lot of other people do. But uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh, this is not as important. I had the Steelers by eight. Um, I had Pittsburgh by ten, so you get it. You're closer. Okay. There you go. Um Yeah, I don't know. I, again, I would start Pittsburgh. If I'm Pittsburgh, I'm starting him. If you're Hugh Jackson, what do you think? Are you are you excited about this one win? I mean, doesn't it say, "Hey, I could get this team up for exactly one game every year"? Uh, you know, <laughs> where's my extension, kind of thing? Or do you just so bad. would you rather have lost that game and said, "Well, we're going to do a better job, put our fit, best foot forward next year"? We just didn't gel as a team this season. They said he was him and Joe Thomas were in tears afterwards. They're so happy. You don't want to go in <laughs> sixteen. I guess not. I just I don't I don't know what it says about. Uh, but that that San Diego, two worst teams in football, San Diego and Cleveland. Talent-wise, Cleveland, San Diego, blowing every close game they possibly can. Poorly coached and just annihilated by injuries. Mm-hmm. I like Definitely. the foundation for that team next year. I actually think if they're going to end up with like the fourth or fifth pick again, and Joey Bosa. No, I'm oh, talking San about Diego. San Diego. Like Joey Bosa yeah. was. I thought he was the best pass rusher I saw the entire season. That guy's a maniac. He was great. It just never adds up. It's very no. strange. Um, and thanks to Hunter Henry, got me zero points. I after saw that. Two consecutive touchdowns. Zero points. I needed yeah. 14 yards from him. Come on, All right. Uh, I just can't talk about it. Giants at Washington. I had the Giants favored by one. I had a lot of trouble with this one. I don't know. Yeah, you really did. Washington's favored by seven and a half. I had him by six. So is this game meaningless for the Giants? They're locked in at five, yes. Oh. So the yet again, I deserve to lose that because I, I I thought that there was a chance that they could fall to the sixth seed. But what happens when a game's meaningless but you're starting everyone? 
Because it, 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 that, that that's from, from every report. That's how it seems. Like, Beckham's going to start. Everyone's going to play. Maybe they use this game. They just tell Eli, throw, throw six picks. Mm-hmm. Just look like the all-time train wreck. Odell, you punch the kicking net again. <laughs> Let's look like we're in complete disarray to try to lower everyone. Yeah, to try to be the sneaky team again. I could see that. Yeah. Now, is Cousins more psyched to win this game and make the playoffs or to get to 5,000 yards, which could get him some extra loot? Next year, maybe even an extra year uh, added to his contract, whoever he signs with. But they have th- they had this franchise player tag, which is like one of the most un-American things left in sports. Right. That you just your your Every contract year. leverage is just screwed. You're like, no, mm-hmm. well, forget it. We're just going to lock you up for one year, twenty million again, versus yeah. giving you more guaranteed money. I mm-hmm. I don't understand the the franchise tag. I don't either. Like it's and I don't it's like it. not one of the seven. Worst things Demora Smith did in that CBA, but it's weird to me that Kirk Cousins can't go out there and just shop himself when twenty teams need a quarterback. Yeah, that's why he's screaming after every game, uh, seeking out his own general manager, looking to headbutt him. I wouldn't sign him; just franchise tag him again. Yeah. All right, these games are predictable but meaningful, which means Seattle at San Francisco. There's five games here, and we think we know how all five of these games are going to go, but yet there are real playoff stakes. So the Falcons – oh, yeah, we have Seattle at San Francisco. I have Seattle favored by 10. I probably went too low. I went nine. It's nine and a half, so we both get it. It's right in the middle. Okay, so Seattle, they need this to be the three seed. And San Francisco needs to lose – I don't know what they're doing winning last week. They they got a gift from the Browns in terms of getting that number one pick, but you know, they've, they're back down to two now, right? I would much rather – wouldn't you much rather be the three seed than the four seed in the NFC? Sure. Yeah. Because four, the four seed means you play the Giants in round one and then you have to go to Dallas. Mm-hmm. I would much rather play whoever the six seed is and then – go to Atlanta and hope Matt Ryan turns into playoff Matt Ryan. Six seed would be probably Washington or or could be yeah, Green it Green could be Bay Green Bay if Detroit wins, yeah. If Detroit wins and Washington loses, yeah. All right, that's a good one. That could be a parlay one. Um where are we? 13 game we is Falcons. New England at Miami. Did we do Falcons Saints? Yeah, we did, we did it before. Okay. Yeah, uh yep. Pat's Dolphins is I have the Pats by four and a half. This is a weird one. I had Pats by four. It's Pats by nine and a half. Oh, my God. So I won that one. Nine and a half. Why? You win that one. It doesn't make sense. And let me tell you something. This, next to Green Bay Detroit, this is the most important game for a team. What is the, if you don't have a buy in the playoffs, what is the Catbird seat? Which seat do you want? Out of any seed, if you don't have a bye, you want the fifth seed in the AFC, right? You want to go to you want to go to Houston, and if that, and if Miami could grab that fifth seed, and Kansas City grabs the sixth seed, they could avoid New England. See what I'm saying? So Miami, if they won this game, then they would have to hope San Diego beat the Chiefs. Right. That's right. That's and not then Kansas City would be a sixth seed. And then Kansas City would go to Pittsburgh, and they could possibly win that, which would mean they they would uh, go to New England the next week. And Miami would go to Houston, which it should be a win. And then where am I? I want to go possibly. I want the five seed. Yeah, I want to go to Houston. That's where I'd want to go. Want to go to Houston and then potentially Oakland. Yeah, they need to win this game. That sounds fantastic. Well, yeah, I had the Chiefs by four and a half at San Diego, and I probably went too low. What did we do here? So I had, I had Chiefs by seven, and yeah, by the looks of this, that should be higher. It's five. It's five. So you get that. You know, I. It, it's See, that's the, why I think that's a weird one. That's a Vegas zone. You've you've deemed it. That's a strange one. That's an AFC West. They played each other a million times. Phil Rivers trying to salvage something after a Cleveland loss. Maybe McCoy. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I would that say that would be a head shaker. That would be a head shaker for sure. If they lost to Cleveland and then beat up on the Chiefs, who looked pretty great the other night. That Tyreek Hill, my God. Well, so 
so that that's the thing I want to talk to you about. Like you're 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 like Alex Smith can't come to New England, can't come to Foxborough, and win. It doesn't really matter anymore. He's not hitting Tyree Kill on these looping uh, bombs. You know, he's he's just just like sprinting and running, and he's getting into the end zone. Their their defense isn't good enough, I don't think, to come into Foxborough and really bother the Patriots. They would have to, I think, outscore us, and I don't think they could. Mm-hmm. That's my take. And Belichick, one of these years, Belichick loves these. Belichick loves going against these fifteen-play drive teams. Mm -hmm. It's like fine, we'll keep giving you three, four, five. At some point, we're going to get you. But yeah, I mean, out of all out of all the teams that are going into the playoffs, I would I'm the most afraid of the Chiefs because there is a recipe, right? They they did really well last year in the playoffs for three quarters. They had the Tyreek Hill edition. But I, I don't think their defense is the same defense. I don't think no, it's as good as no. it was last year. Uh, Derek the, Johnson's out. That's a big thing. The last predictable but meaningful game, Broncos home against Matt McGloin and the Raiders. I had the Broncos by three. Yeah, I said Broncos by six, and it's uh, minus two. Broncos by two. Hmm. I don't know. So well, I won that they one think too. Of, Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like you, you were going to win the week, but... You, you you were uh, way off. Like I had like some six to two innings. Like, Doesn't but, matter. Anyway, you won more innings. You win. But um, wait before we get yeah. to Lions Packers quickly. Capital One knows you have questions about your credit. You may be asking who's really in charge of my credit score, or how does my credit actually work? That's why Capital One created the CreditWise app, so you can check your credit score anytime you want, right in the app. It's free to everyone, Capital One customer or not. In fact. Millions of CreditWise users have improved their score by 20 points or more. So download the app for free today. Availability depends on presence of credit history from TransUnion. CreditWise is offered by Capital One Bank USA. N.A. Again, that is the CreditWise app. All right, the big game. Two, two things real quick with the Denver game. Yeah. Uh, their over-under is nine. And you have to think a lot of people pounded the over. It looked, mm. it looked so easy going into this year, I think. And they're, yeah. they're at eight, so they could maybe get it. Second thing is, how many points does Vegas expect McGloin or or, or uh, Connor Cook to score against Denver's defense this week? Why is that only two? If you were the Raiders, would you try to get Connor Cook ready? Sure. I think that's their only ball. chance. I, I don't think you can win with Matt McGloin. But Connor yeah, Cook, maybe know. he could go Dak Prescott. I mean, that the Raiders did take him ahead of Dak Prescott. Yes, they sure did. <laughs> yes, they did. I want to. Know, I'm yeah, so tired of hearing. I'm so tired of hearing all these announcers rave about how great Dak Prescott. How they knew when they, like Gruden yesterday. I knew oh. I when I did the the QB camp with him and I threw things at him and he the way he handled it. I knew it's like if everyone knew this guy was going to be so amazing and he had the F factor and all that. Why did all these teams pass on him? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, Jared Goff would have, might not have been drafted for for uh, for Prescott. And when Romo right. and when Romo went hurt, why was it like what quarterback are the Cowboys trading for? Where are all these people who knew Dak Prescott was special and had the it factor? Why weren't they like they're fine? They have Dak Prescott. The guy's going to be special. I don't remember reading that once. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's that sounds like uh, the, that sounds like the words of the next Rams coach, though. <laughs> that kind of fits. <laughs> I think you're right. All right, Green Bay at Detroit. I had the Packers. This is our by, big one. Packers by three and a half. You're going to get this too. I went low. I said three. It's four. Probably will go up, right? Yeah, I think it ends up at five and a half or six. All right. Now, what do we do? We don't. We we hedge this thing, or we no, don't we hedge it. We relax. We relax we with Aaron Rodgers. We do a lot of relaxing. Uh, like the like the great George Michael said, you got to have faith, right? We're just going to let it go. I think when you look at this Detroit Lions team, I sound like mm-hmm. I'm on the NFL Insider. Sal, when I mm-hmm. look at this Detroit Lions team, I see a team that's nine and six, that's only won three games legitimately, and has lost five games legitimately, and played seven games that could have gone either way. It's a team that's in the bottom ten in DVOA. It's a team that's going the wrong direction. It's a team that scored 47 points in the last three weeks that cannot run the ball at all and has become very predictable offensively. I do not like this Detroit Lions team, Sal. Bill, I disagree. I see a team that's one that's 
had been behind in 14 of their 15 games in the fourth quarter, I say that's a character-building team, and you are wrong. <laughs> There's nothing to not like about this Detroit Lions team. <laughs> Let's go through all their wins. Ready? They beat the Colts. They beat the Eagles. They beat the Rams, the Skins, the Vikings, the Jaguars, the Vikings again, the Saints, and the Bears. Best wow. team they beat the whole year was the Saints. The right. Redskins? Oh, that gets the Redskins. That was a good win. They that not, was crazy, too. They were all nuts. All those wins were crazy. They've not beaten a team that will finish with 10 wins this year. You know, there is something uh, interesting, though, with this game. You realize if Detroit and Green Bay tie, the Skins are out, and they both make the playoffs, Detroit and Green Bay. So if everyone's true to their word and like, hey, we don't want to play any extra games that we have to, players are getting hurt, broken tibulas, concussions. If Rodgers and Stafford take a knee back and forth and punt on fourth down, they both make it. What, what, what would happen to the league if that, that occurred? That's pretty good. If so, 17 yeah. 17 with 10 minutes to go, and the two coaches look at each other, and then it's just kneels for the last 10 minutes, and they both make it. And then you have to get through the overtime the same way, yeah. Uh, that would be, be a long time to do that. I don't think the fans <laughs> would. would be funny. Isn't there a scenario where Tampa Bay can still make yeah. the playoffs, but somebody has to tie? Seven things has to happen, including a tie. Giants-Redskins has to be a tie. Yeah. I think, yeah, Washington has to tie. And I think uh, yeah, New England against Buffalo has to tie, and they're not even playing each other. So I don't think it's I don't know how it could happen. Unbelievable. Well, we did it. We did it, cuz. We made it through we 17 through weeks. We have... I don't think we screwed up. Our, all our playoff uh, our rundown was pretty good, I think. We'll what, hear about it. If we one did. last line for you. What do you think the Super Bowl line is right now? Oh, you have it? Yeah. Uh, Patriots minus three over the NFC. It's AFC minus three. AFC, AFC minus three. Yeah, do you see that, that ever sense. climbing from that? <laughs> Um, who no matter who they play. From... Yeah, no. If they played the Giants, it would be higher. If they played um, Washington, yeah, right. it would be higher. Something like that. If they played Dallas or Atlanta, it probably is three, three and a half. I was talking to a buddy of ours who's pretty big wig at Fox, and he says New England-Dallas, forget it. It's just, they could never ask for anything more than that. And then, uh, then Dallas-Pittsburgh would be second best. If if it turns out to be Pat's Dallas, <laughs> I don't think I would go because I think that would be a Cowboys home game. It would be really? 95% Dallas fans. And having been through that once with the Giants in 08 in Arizona when it was all Giants fans and to have the team lose and then to be trapped in the stadium was one of the most emotionally scarring experiences in my life. It's funny because I had the other way, but the Cowboys won. I went to the Steelers-Cowboys game last Super Bowl the Cowboys were in in 95, and it was 75% Steelers fans. I mean, no one travels like Steelers fans, but it well, didn't be, matter. What usually happens is the first time the team makes it in a while, their fans go like, we had the right. opposite at Jacksonville when it was Eagles-Pats, and it was the third time mm-hmm. we'd been in four years, and yeah. the Eagles hadn't been in forever, and it was 85% Eagles fans. But it was great because as soon as they fell behind by a touchdown, everybody was like, fuck this, we suck. They were McNabb, <laughs> oh my God, it was so angry. It actually hurt the Eagles. That was I don't think yeah. that'll happen yeah, with the, the Cowboys. I think the run out of money eventually. Yeah, that was the Cowboys' like third time in the Super Bowl. And, and, uh, well, it's the, yeah. the first time you make it, you're like, we got to go. We're, we're, but, you know, mm-hmm. after like the third. But I think this first one for Dallas, considering they haven't made it in 20 plus years, mm-hmm. it's going to be amazing. Um, all right. I all look right. forward to it. Cause, now that we jinxed the hell out of it. Cuz, as always, a pleasure. Good job by you. Good job by you. All right. Bye, Safe travels, buddy. I'll Thanks. see you. Okay. I appreciate Bye. it. Take care. Bye. Thanks to Sling TV, the best way to watch live TV on your favorite device with Sling Orange Service. Pay just 20 bucks a month and get ESPN, ESPN2, and more top channels. Add the Sports Extra for just $5 for the SEC Network and more. Start watching for seven days free at sling.com slash Bill Simmons. Restrictions do apply. Thanks to Capital One. They created the CreditWise app so you can check your credit score anytime you want. Right in the app. It's free to everyone. Download CreditWise today. Availability depends on presence of credit history. 
from TransUnion CreditWise is offered by Capital One Bank, USA, N.A. And thanks to The Ringer. Check out theringer.com. I wrote a basketball column that's on there uh, that will still be up if you go there to the website about the unicorns and the history of NBA unicorns and also a bunch of best of 2016. Don't forget to check out Channel 33 because we launched our Sports Movie Hall of Fame podcast. Jerry Maguire was the first one. I have a Moneyball podcast with Chris Ryan coming up later in the week, so check that out. And I think we're going to do one more BS podcast later in the week, so stay tuned for that. Uh, enjoy the middle of the week. Don't want to see this.